Oh boy, we're doing another episode of Model Land. Like two weeks after the first reading. Saya got sick. I did. It was pretty nasty. Sinus infection. Pretty I, bad. I have never, honest to God, seen so much mucus come out of my body. Did you like have a mucus baby or something? <laughs> I feel like you could make a full me. Out, out of, of all the mucus? Yeah, out of all the mucus that came out of me. Gross. Also, um, <laughs> so yeah, it would have just been a week since you guys listened to the last episode. I don't think I mentioned the theme song. There is a theme song. Tyra made a theme song for Model Land, and you all listened to it without any warning, it's without terrible. any. It's awful. It doesn't sound great. But the theme song is supposed to be what's being played when they mention, like, T Dodd, the whole Day of Discovery thing. So whenever, like, the music's playing for the Day of Discovery, whenever that's mentioned, that is the song playing. I totally fucking forgot what was happening in this book. It's easily forgettable, because nothing really happened in the first chapter except her finding that, uh, getting the pin out of the trash can that said took. Mm. Okay. All right. So here we are with chapter two, Exodus. Oh boy, it suddenly got biblical. <coughs> yep, cleared out my So hot. <coughs> totally sexy. Don't worry, I have more where that came from. Gross. <laughs> oh the smell! The dreadful smell! Poor Tookie covered in the wretched decay of other people's refuse. How I wish I could hand her a pair of loofah mitts or offer her a scalding bath with essential oils of eucalyptus, bergamot, and... Lang Lang? I don't know. It's I, it's Y-L-A-N-G. <sighs> I know what it is, I just don't know how to pronounce it. With three boxes of baking soda, a gallon of laundry detergent, 12 capfuls of all-purpose bleach. Oh my god, that's not good. Two squirts of... An what the fuck is this? Two squirts of antibacterial hand soap and a dash of ammonia. That doesn't sound good. Kids, do not put bleach and ammonia on yourself. Oh yeah, please don't do that. That creates mustard gas. Never do that. That's terrible. You're right, that does create mustard gas. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Tyra Banks just told people how to create a fucking... Wartime weapon. Yeah. I'm uncomfortable. Oh, darling. I can feel the bird now, but you know what they say. No pain, no removal of funk stain. What the fuck? No pain. Oh, yeah. There's, like, this weird omniscient, like, um, uh, narrator that talks in, like, italics. Ah. We didn't read that part of the book because it was kind of annoying. Yeah. Screech! That's that's literally what it says. <laughs> that literally that's literally what, what it says. As Tookie was exiting her last class of the day, a course called Autology, which stressed that students must look inside themselves to determine what kind of factory work best suited them, the speaker over her head bleated out five seconds of screeching feedback. Attention, Ingle, Audible, and Id students. <laughs> Principal Robbie Cosby, ooh, <laughs> boomed over the horrendously unreliable PA system. We have temporarily shut off all water due to the heightened misuse because of the smize craze. Remember, smiling with your eyes. Mm -hmm. 
So if you have to use the there's no R's. I don't know why what's going on, but there's like room. You must hold it until you're off school premises. That's all I can get. Just go pee outside. Yes, pee anywhere actually. <laughs> she walked down the oh, wait. Perfect, Tookie thought, looking at her hands still mucky from her date with the trash can. Hey, it's your own fault that you went searching in a fucking trash can. What did you expect? <laughs> she walked down the bank of battered lockers. Whoa. Rusty and chipped, some with doors nearly off their hinges, and all with students' names written on strips of paper, and finally arrived at a space without a locker. Honestly, this building just sounds like a walking OSHA hazard. I'm posting this whole building and sounds like an OSHA hazard, but okay. It's an OSHA hazard. <laughs> at this crevice in the wall was a small door split across the middle. A Stooky pushed down hard on the bottom half of the door. Both halves retracted on one onto the floor, the other into the ceiling, revealing a dangling rope. What? She pulled the rope to raise a hidden shelf. It was a dumbwaiter, another relic from when B3 had cranked out baubles, bangles, and beads. What? Factory workers had used it to pass items like jeweler, jeweler's tools, tools, food, and garbage between the floors of the building. Today, this old relic was Tookie de la Creme's locker. Her locker's a dumbwaiter? They just... They just had to give her the short end of the stick, didn't they? <laughs> yes, the main character just has to get the short end of the of the stick with everything. No, you don't get a locker. You get a dumbwaiter because you're dumb. Honestly, a dumbwaiter for a locker sounds so much more awesome because then you don't have to carry it around everywhere. You know, that's true. <laughs> also, like, with the locker, like, you don't have to worry about a combination, but the halves that are split the way she's describing it, it kind of sounds push like it in. it's like pushing it in, but it also sounds like it's an odd. It sounds like a future high techy thing. Yeah. Not like what it actually is. Yeah. What she's describing is like, I know exactly what it looks like. It doesn't sound like what it's being described as. I know exactly what she's trying to describe it as, but I also know what one looks like in real life. Yeah. So my brain is having trouble. I can't <laughs> It, it's like, it's conflicting with two different images. On the first day of high school at B3, all the lockers had been taken. Left to fend for herself, Tookie improvised with the dumbwaiter. But she didn't mind it at all. Beside the usual piles of textbooks and novels, Tookie had installed a miniature fully stocked cooler. Bullshit! What? Hold on. She opened the cooler, pulled out a box of wipes, and cleaned the grime. Why are there wipes in the cooler you know i actually learned this when i was working at burlington that you put some of your facial stuff in the fridge oh yeah i don't know what specifically but for christmas last year we got in like a bunch of makeup fridges because oh. i could not for the life of me figure it out how i was gonna do the setup I could kind of get it if it's, like, some sort of weird, like, cooling cream or whatever. Um, it was more for, like, those more, like, high-end oils. Oh, and... I can get that just yeah. because they're more high-end. Yeah, but, but I mean, we didn't, I mean, we did sell high-end oils, but, it you know, it wasn't a thing where it was, like, you know... You immediately needed to refrigerate it. I don't know. I think about is it, it like one of those things where it's like once you open it, please refrigerate. <laughs> yeah, probably. Cool. Pause for noisy ass car. 
Um, Every car around here is so fucking noisy. It's because they're a big-ass fucking truck. No, there's people who just don't have, like, mufflers on their cars because they're like, it's cool. So cool being loud. Okay. Uh, clean the grime from the trash bin. She still has it, like, all over the rest of her body. From the trash bin off of her, off her hands as best as she could. Then she considered her snacking options. Tookie was always hungry, so she liked to have an arsenal of food on hand. There were buttermilk biscuits, plastic containers of sausage gravy, vanilla sandwich cookies, every condiment from spicy ketchup to Dijon mustard to mesquite honey and chipotle barbecue sauces. For what? Her favorites. Um, Did she just eat the sauce? Yeah. No, this is basically just Tyra saying these are her favorite things to eat, I guess. Oh. <laughs> My bad. This is just a random thing, but I like eating sausage gravy with eggs. It is pretty good. Yeah. So, like, also just a random container of sausage gravy and a cooler and a dumbwaiter. You know, the Dijon mustard makes sense to me because Nate does that. That's Nate, okay? He eats Dijon mustard by itself. I don't know what's wrong with him. Every, a lot. A lot of things. <laughs> um... She pretty much liked all food except chocolate. She once scourged at a chocolate festival her mother had dragged her to in the district of Ladorno, home of the finest chocolatiers in the world. She'd eaten so much... Wait, Ladorno? That feels like a drop of something, but I'm not touching it. She'd eaten so much she'd gotten sick on the drive home, but her mother hadn't shown her any sympathy when Toki had demanded they pull over so she could throw up. She had thrown up in the car. For punishment, her mother grounded her. Literally, Toki had been forced to sit and sleep on the floor for one month solid. Someone who gets car sick and throws up in the car. <laughs> but I also want to say it's like she gets dragged to this. She eats all this chocolate and then she gets punished for throwing up in the car, even though she's like, Mom, I'm going to throw up in the car. Aim out the fucking window, child. Like, <laughs> Then there would have been like a streak. There would have just been a streak of brown on the outside of the car and it would have looked like someone dookied out there. Do you remember when, it, when I had food poisoning and still had to come to class and I had like a Tupperware in the backseat of my car then? I think so. God. <laughs> That's how you do it. But they were coming from a festival. They wouldn't have Tupperware, side. I don't even know why I had the Tupperware in my car, in all honesty. But, like, thank God I did. We all have weird shit in our car that we can't explain, okay? Uh, she had been grounded for a solid month. That's hilarious. I'm so sorry. Finally, Tookie selected a canister of strawberry-flavored whipped cream and shot a spurt of cold, delicious whipped berry yummies into her, onto her tongue. Oh, Oh. 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 That is not where I wanted that to go. <laughs> oh, no. That doesn't sound right. Let's... Um... Let's never say those words again. Let's, but, but I feel totally like it's gonna come back. I'm totally about to text it to a lot of people. Do it. 
Then she grabbed the book she needed for homework, slammed the dumbwaiter shut, and continued toward the double door exit. Most of her classmates were still burbling excitedly about T-Dodd. Burbling? Verbling or burbling? Burbling, B as in beta. You as in ultra. Burbling. That. I don't like it. Burb. It sounds like the sound water would make as it's coming out of the sink. Yeah. Or, uh, some, like, really sulfuric hot ass water. Basically volcanic water. Yeah. Yep. But, like, grosser. Gross, ashy volcanic water with arsenic in it. Yeah. That's natural. Yeah. (laughs) Because as we know, arsenic is natural in the environment. And that's why you should always get your well water tested, folks. (laughs) Also, just because if um, well water smells like rotten eggs doesn't necessarily mean that it's contaminated. It's just the way it might be. It's got natural metals in it, kids. If your environmental (laughs) science teacher is going to tell you that that's wrong, they're fucking wrong. The thing is, there is metals that are naturally in water. Also, yeah, there's just a lot of weird shit in water. There is. More than we'd like to think about. I mean, when you think about it, like, the main advertisement for Fiji water is, like, because of the minerals or whatever, Mm -hmm. or something, lava rock, lava rock. Minerals is honestly just a fancy fucking word for... Things that could kill you in mass quantity. But they're not going to in this water bottle. No, because this is a contained amount. Yep. Um, Kylie, a bronze-skinned girl wearing bamboo earrings the size of her head. Wow. What? Those are huge. How big is her head, though? That's... Does she have, like, a shrunken head like that one dude in Beetlejuice? You, you know, I, I forgot what I was trying to type here. The berries. Very yummy. Yummies. Yes. Um, read aloud from the Peppertown Press. The mayor of Metopia, spelled M-E-T-O-P-I-A, I think we explained this last time, not M-I-I-T-O-P-I-A, because I think Tyra would have to have a long battle with Nintendo over Metopia. The Honorable Devin Rump the Sixth. Devin Rump! Still not as good as Chad Charming. Chad Charming! <laughs> no! <laughs> Fuck! Devin Rump the Sixth. Predict- not, he sounds so boring. <laughs> he sounds like, um, he sounds like stale water crackers. It's just like a stale crackers, stale water. No. What's those like, you know how like there's apparently crackers that go with certain things or whatever. He sounds like someone that knows what cracker goes with all things. (laughs) And it's like, I don't want to know this. I just want to eat the cracker, you dumbass bitch. Give me the fucking cracker. He sounds like he eats mashed potatoes plain. He doesn't even put salt on it. No No. butter, no salt, no pepper because it's too spicy. And they're, they're and I'm talking about the salt. The salt is yeah, too spicy. They're like whipped to the point where they're they just kind of, you know, just aren't good. And you know they're not even like actual like they're the. I shouldn't say this because I also eat like just the potatoes that the instant potato. Oh right. But he eats instant potato plain. 
I don't eat instant potato plain. Oh, right? It's got to have flavor. Yeah, he doesn't eat... He eats instant potato plain because it's, um... Because everything else is too spicy for I him. Mean, he I... can't see skins on it or else he'll have a heart attack. Yeah. If if I would describe it as something, I would describe it as the potatoes that come in MREs, which I have been told are described as taking the stuffing out of old-ass pillows and putting water in it and calling it mashed potatoes. Fun. Yeah. So that's what I attribute uh, this person to. Okay. Uh, Devin Rump the Sixth predicts the biggest turnout ever. Spectators who have traveled to Metopia from all over the world are paying record prices for prime spots. Rump has launched an aggressive campaign to arrest scalpers who are selling tickets to VIP sections. I'm making it my personal mission, declared Mayor Rump, to protect every young girl's inalienable right. Inalienable? Inalienable right. Not every young girl's inalienable right, Tookie thought as she pushed through the school's double doors. You're kind of a downer, Tookie. Honestly, whenever Toki just speaks, I just don't care. It's, um, you're, you're kind of a downer there. That was so mean. I'm sorry. It's like, Sai, it's like, I know I call you a downer sometimes, but this is really like, it's, it's, you know that one meme that people have, or you know that like one thing from a, you know that one clip from the Simpsons or Simpsons or whatever Jeez, when um Jeez, kids, could you lighten up a bit? Basically that. <laughs> yeah, except it's like, jeez. I'm like, Tokyo, do you ever just like shut the fuck up? No, she no, doesn't, because everyone must know her 15-year-old opinion. Yeah. I shouldn't be this harsh because she's 15, but at the same time, <laughs> she's a 15-year-old written by someone who was in their 30s mm-hmm. at the time? 30s or 20s at the time? And it's based off of themselves at age 15. So I think I can judge a little. But I'm not going to be harsh, but I'm going to judge. I'm just going to be like, oh, shut the fuck up. Oh, no, just... Shut the fuck up out there. <laughs> That's what my neighborhood street had to say about that. Yeah. A huge sign across the street confronted her. It literally got up right in her face. It, it got down from where it was hanging, got right up in her face, and strangled her little and neck. started hurling insults. Welcome to Peppertown Accessories Mecca! Metopia was split into four qu- quadrants, each with its own weather system. There was, there was Frigid Shivera. 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 I don't know what that is. Sounds like wine, in all honesty. Think shiver. Remove the A. God damn it! God damn it, I'm Tyra. so mad! I <laughs> um. Oh, God. I'm an idiot. Tempestuous pitter-patter. Lovely Ladorno. Only the elite lived there, and it was where T-Dod was always held, so basically just District 1 or the capital. Mm-hmm. And finally, sweltering Peppertown. Okay, by pepper, do you mean like, like black pepper, or do you mean like jalapeno pepper, bell chili pepper, pepper, chili pepper? What type of habanero pepper? Poblano pepper? pepper. What pepper are we talking about here? As hot as you guessed it, a scotched bonnet, 
A scotch bonnet? Yeah. What? I don't know. <laughs> Sweltering Peppertone. As hot as, you guessed it, a scotch bonnet. No, I was assuming pepper. I was assuming habanero. Is that like a, is that a type of pepper or are we just like not smart? We're not smart. Hold on. Is this a thing? Oh, it's a type of pepper. <laughs> of course it's a type of pepper. <laughs> Wait, is this um it's a or Caribbean red peppers. How fucking niche. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have guessed that because I have never heard of Scotch Bonnet. It's also a sea snail. Hmm. That's all I got from uh, Googling it, and then it also tells me where I can get it. That was where Tookie lived and where B3 stood. Each quadrant butted up against the other like the seams of a garment. And oh, what a shock it was to travel from one quadrant to, into the next. You keep so you, saying quadrant. So you mean it just works like a fucking city? It's a city, but each city has its own weather system. So if it's snowing in Shivera, it'll instantly be hot in Peppertown. And then you walk across the, you know, the way, the street, walk across the crosswalk. Yeah, um, it doesn't say what it's like in Pitter-Patter or well, Tempestuous Pitter-Patter. Is it always raining there then? My assumption is yes. Because pitter-patter rain. Mm -hmm. What about Lidorno? Is it just normal? It's just perfect all the time. Does it look like all, autumn? It's oh. all where all the rich people live, so... Yeah, of course In my perfect. mind, it kind of sounds like a cross between Malibu and Beverly Hills. They have drinking fountains with champagne in it, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, everyone's drunk. Did I just say, like, the same city twice, Malibu and Beverly Hills? They're different places. Okay. They, they sound similar... In my mind, when I'm creating them. Also think Orange County. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Rodeo Drive. Yep. It's where all the... It's where all the rich people live and shop and all that mm -hmm. fun stuff. Um... Uh... <laughs> she keeps saying Quadrant. The next thing was, because of Metopia's expansive range of environments and wealth of natural resources, the city's politicians realized that a great many things could be produced there and a great deal of money made. The city grew into the global center of the fashion and beauty industry. The majority of Metopia's residents worked on inhumane fashion or beauty factory assembly lines. In fact, the majority of B3 students who weren't selected for the Grand Land on the Mountain would end up doing the same. There were always job openings. The Welcome to Peppertown signs were on the corner of every block of the quadrant. The quadrant the quadrant council had thought the signs would be cheerful beacons for tourists. Not that tourists ever visited. Accessories weren't the only thing associated with Peppertown, though. The thing most people associated with Peppertown was the whoosh. As soon as Tookie stepped out of B3's double doors, her eyes squinted almost closed from the searing sun. The heat wafted at her like someone had just switched on the world's largest, strongest turbine power heat powered heater. Wow. God, that's very was specific. Very um how many times can she say quadrant and how many times can she say peppertown? I don't know. It's just starting to not sound like a word anymore. They're not words. They are not words. The heat uh yep. Students covered their faces as though they stepped into a dust storm. Sunglasses immediately rose to eyes, and hats clapped atop heads. 
When her eyes had adjusted, Tucky saw Ab Abigail Good yelling... Isn't that a name of one of the people from the Salem Witch Trials? Mm, maybe. I think so. Or at least, like, one half of the name. Yeah, it's definitely Abigail something. Tucky saw Abigail Good yelling and marching by, wielding at the heavens a picket sign that read, Down with Razors! And as usual, Tucky's hair exploded into expando mode. Each... It literally exploded. Yeah. Each individual follicle swelling and swelling until pop! Her multiple personality hair was about six times its original size. Should we have a counter for how many times something offensive is said? Um. I don't know. I think we'd get a, too, like, overwhelmed by it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Groaning, Tookie reached into her bag, groping for a bottle of Shavamal. Is that a real thing? <laughs> Spell it. Uh, C-H-E-V. Hold on. E-V. Okay, I'm ready now. E-U-X. M-A-L. No. No. Is it? I don't know. I'm assuming it's, it's a hair thing. The only gel that kind of worked on her hair. The sun's wrath determined Peppertown's landscape as well. The leaves on the trees were crisp and brown. No <laughs> birds nestled in the nooks or branches. No butterflies fluttered by. Not even the tiniest insect insects scuttled past on the sidewalk. And you didn't dare touch the sidewalk in Peppertown. It would burn your fingertips off. So what I'm getting at, it's basically like a desert. I mean, yeah, sounds kind of like the Sahara Desert. Then why are there trees? Right. Well, there are trees in the Sahara Desert that grow. I know, but not a lot of them have leaves. Not a lot of them have leaves, but a lot of them kind of grow weirdly, and the leaves are a different texture than, like, what we'd yeah. experience with, like, an oak tree. It's different. But they're still green. I don't know if it's, like, Sahara levels, or if it's, like, a Arizona Desert or a Mojave. Then I would be expecting cacti. Know your fucking deserts! Know your biomes. Um... <laughs> Only a few people trudged dazedly down the broiling streets that day. A fair-skinned, eggplant-shaped woman stepped out of a toe-ring factory. Why the hell would you describe someone eggplant-shaped? I hate it. Thanks. Is it like, um... I'm just thinking about a literal eggplant. I'm thinking of, like, how the stereotypical eggplant is, and I'm yeah. just thinking she doesn't have a neck. But, you know, also, eggplant has become the emoji for you. Dick! <laughs> so is, is this lady dick-shaped? Yes. <laughs> um, before she could clap a sun hat on her head, her skin had turned an angry red. Why do they live like this? Why live in this place if this happens? Why live here if you know you're going to get burnt? Why? Why create a place? Well, then again, people did settle in places that they ought not to have because it's like shit place. But it's like, you know what? I like this place. Let's live here literally below sea level. Literally just cold as fuck. Yeah. Literally, there's no grass. Literally, there's just sand everywhere. A man in a bowler hat weakly and uselessly fanned his face with a copy of the Peppertown Press. Wet ink stained his sweaty palms. You'd think that they would come up with a solution to that. 
The headline on the front page said, Baroness Still on the Run. It was a story that had ravaged Metopia for several years now. Apparently a famous wealthy Baroness had run a Yonzi scheme of sorts, investing people's money unwisely and bankrupting them all. Instead of making good on her payments, she had gathered her family and fled. Why, why don't you just call it what it actually is? A, a Ponzi scheme. I think that's what Yon... It is. Yeah. But apparently it's different in this book. I, I, I guess, but why are you putting a Ponzi... Why are you mentioning this in a children? Like in a I, book meant for Oh my god, that must have been the thing when... Also, why are we getting this? I don't think this will come back at all. Yeah. Um, Dominique and Monique, two girls with large Trey Jolie braids, coiled around their heads, bent over a fire hydrant, watching water spray from the sprout from the spout. Two smizes have been found already. Dominique squealed. I'm sorry. What? Smize. No, I I meant the the thing about the fire hydrant. If they're going to put their face over the fire hydrant spouting water, you're not going to have a fucking face. Yeah, they don't have faces anymore. Yeah. It's just bone. (laughs) Only two, which leaves five still out there somewhere. If a smize comes out now, we'll cut it in half and we'll both... And we can both wear it to T-Dod. Monique squealed happily. Our chances will improve by 45.5%. Not bad. What the fuck? Who did this math? Tyra. You suck. (laughs) (laughs) Look, a girl at the bottom of the B3 steps pointed at the sky. Everyone looked up. Some of the fog at the very top of the mountain had parted, revealing the top tips of what they all knew was a bright, shining eye on the sky. Oh my god, it's Sauron! (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) When did he get here? Is this the Lord of the Rings? Is this what happens after everything in the Lord of the Rings? Oh my god, they fought for nothing. No. They fought for nothing if this is what happened. Is this what happened to the hobbitses? This is what happened to the hobbitses. Uh, Ooh, everyone cried. The Grand Mountain poked between Peppertown's wilted trees. Even though Tookie couldn't see them from here, she knew that camera crews were camped at, out at the mountain's base, anxiously waiting for the golden fog to vanish and scouts to start shuttling... The Girls. golden fog. I'm it's sorry. golden fog. I'm okay, sorry. get up with it. Start shuttling girls up to the peak. Is this it? Dominique shrieked. Is it happening? Not yet, Zarpressa, who had who was standing at the curb, said knowingly. My leg waxer's father's sister told me the fog peekaboo is just to get us all excited, so we'll buy more souvenirs on T Dodd. Then, as if following Zarpressa's command, the hole in the fog closed obscuring the mysterious mountain once more. The pandemonium, the pandemonium quickly turned to the reverent silence. Chucky's heart slowed its pace. Hey, Zar, need a ride home? Lorelai, one of Zarpressa's friends, asked. I'd love to see the gorgeous mansion you live in. Uh, thanks, but no thanks, Zarpressa twirled her hair. See, my therapist's yoga teacher's meditation guru son-in-law told me that my walk to and from school as well it's my time to be my, by myself, especially in prep for the big day. Maybe another time. And then she turned and marched off down a sweltering side street. She marched. Marched. Tookie sighed and turned too. She had to walk home as well, but not because some meditation guru told her it was her alone time. Okay. 
cool beans, Tookie. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Everybody's walking. I have to walk home because my mom neglects me. I have it so much worse. I mean, you could meditate on your way home, Tookie. You don't have to be a fucking downer. All the fucking time. <laughs> Tookie sighed and turned, too. She had to walk home as well, but not because blah, blah, blah. As she trudged along the charbroiled char sidewalk, she kept a running count of the craps... Craps. <laughs> <laughs> of the cracks and overlapping messages paint stamped onto the concrete at street corners. Wait, if you can't put your fingers down on the sidewalk, why are you writing on the sidewalk? Right. Faded stamps read, where is C squiggly line L? C-I squiggly line L. Newer ones painted on top of that said, where the hell is C-L? Still spelled that same way. Yes. The message puzzled Tookie. They referred to C-L, whose name was pronounced C-L, like C-L, like C-L. <laughs> C-L. The most magnificent seven, wait, seven. seven, the number seven with a seven, with seven spelled after. Magnificent seven to ever grace the earth. A triple seven, a majestic woman with caramel-colored skin and the most intoxicating eyes. This is also Tyra. CL is also Tyra. Oh my god! Tookie is Tyra, CL is Tyra. They are both Tyra. <laughs> For a long time, CL's visage was everywhere and monopolized every fashion campaign and runway in every major style capital of the world. Until only a few months ago, when her images had abruptly disappeared from billboards, magazine ads, and sides of buses worldwide. A special news bulletin had announced that CL was no longer accepting work and wouldn't be the face of her own CL by jerk perfume. Jerk? Jerk with a U. <laughs> Someone was trying too hard. That's funny. The best-selling fragrance in the world. Hmm, I wonder what it smelled like. It probably smelled a little bit salty. It smelled a bit like jerk, but with a U. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I have no idea. <laughs> but there was no explanation. Tookie walked pat walked on past. I think that's a typo. Because when you say like when you use P A S T, you're talking about the past, right? Yeah. And then if you're walking past something, it's P-A-S-S-E-D, right? Or like, time has passed. That's the wrong past. Yep. Walked on past the long lines of accessory factories. Workers rushed in and out, their heads down, their faces permanently creased into frowns. Several children stood on the sidewalk, their eyes hollow, their hair cut short, their bodies swimming in workers' uniforms. These were the factory dependents. Children, sometimes even younger than Tookie, whose parents could no longer or chose not to care for them. Greedy, greedy industry overlord. Lords took them in, housed them in slums, and paid them nothing. Servants for life. Wait. Child slave labor? Yeah. Sweatshops? Yeah. Oh. Whenever Tookie saw them, she felt a rush of pity and dread. Okay. Then she approached a Then wait, why are they in school? Because they're, it's child slave labor. But they're still children. They're in high they school. They don't get to go to school, okay? 
I don't understand. I spat on my book a little. Gross. Hot. She approached a sunglasses factory whose facade was made of long sheets of glass. Her image swam in the reflection and she winced. She still had the four, no five, no six head. The slightly too small, weak chin. I really don't want to say this for about her hair. The... Hold on, how else to explain hair? There's a lot of ways to explain hair that don't have to do with a mental, mental illness. illness. <laughs> Especially the wrong classification, like the wrong term for a mental illness, because this is what it used to be known as. Now it's just associative identity disorder. It's not what you think it means. Um, I mean, I'm more offended by the next one after okay. that, because I've been told this about myself before. And her, the woolly caterpillar eyebrows. You have Greek eyebrows, Saya. I know, I If do. you were in ancient Greece, all you'd have to do is paint in your eyebrows a little bit more around, like, the center, and you would have the Greek look. You would be known as a Greek beauty revered from all the way from Sparta to Athens. I mean, I'm already referred to as, as a Greek beauty, you know. I mean, she does get all that dick. I do. It's a little obnoxious. <laughs> but no, no, they would build fucking statues. <laughs> and I'd just be the one sitting there just like, cool. Noise. Noise. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's actually, you know, when uh, eyebrows were, like, non-existent, that everybody was always like, why do you never get your eyebrows done? Because I have, it's obviously such a defined brow ridge underneath my eyebrows that if you get rid of them and make them tiny, I'm gonna look like a fucking idiot. You look so fucking weird. Oh, I like my natural brow. I like, tidy them up sometimes just because here and there, but... Yeah, I do too. Yeah. But... I don't try to make them look smaller. Because I'd look weird with smaller brows. Um, pff, ugh, her eyes still spread wide like an antelope's. One the color of dirt, the other color, the other snot. <laughs> so wait. What? An antelope? Why an antelope? Her eyes are just... Her eyes are just on opposite sides of her head. Pretty much. Because an antelope is, is an animal of prey. I feel like I need to, like, draw this <laughs> out or something. <laughs> I mean, you said Mary McCheese and that would work. <laughs> but... This is just... The way it's described, it just sounds too inhuman. <laughs> It sounds like that drawing on Tumblr that went around for, like, ever about the harpy woman. Uh, <laughs> Where somebody drew the character based off of, like, reading her in a book. And it <laughs> like this really creepy harpy bird woman. God. <laughs> her, okay. Yep, same old Tookie, different day. A few blocks later, Tookie turned down an alley between two factories and waited in front of an old oak tree. 
An oak tree in an alley? An oak tree in an alley in the middle of the desert. <laughs> an oak tree in an alley in the middle of a desert. <laughs> this place is weird. Make it make sense. You know, Night Vale makes more sense. Right? Night Vale is fucking weird. Uh, no matter how hot it was or how tired and dejected she felt, Tookie walked down this narrow corridor and stopped at this tree every single day. It was a special place, the place her friend Lizzie called home. She is the tree? She lives in the tree? Lizzie lives in the tree. Okay, so there's <laughs> a desert with an alley, and there's an oak tree in a narrow corridor that is this alley where a girl named Lizzie lives in the tree in the alley in the desert. She's the, she's the person from Get Smart. Bill Murray's character hiding in the tree. <laughs> it wasn't a home in a normal sense. The day Tookie met Lizzie, the nervous red-haired girl, had been fleeing an invisible assailant and had dragged Tookie up this very tree How with her. How big is this fucking tree? Is she, a, is she just, is she like an elf? She's a fucking elf. A gnome. She's a gnome. Um... Nestled in the top branches was a tree cottage of sorts with piles and piles of clothes inside. Nurses' uniforms and firemen's boots and mechanics' jumpsuits. Bags of scones and jugs of water sat in the corner. A twin mattress who knew how Liz... A twin mattress who knew how Lizzie had dragged it up there sat in the middle, shaded by heavy branches. This was where Lizzie lived, alone. How big is this tree? <laughs> how big is this alley in... It, how big is this alley in the middle of the desert with this giant oak tree, apparently? Also, like, wouldn't the leaves be falling off of the tree or just drooping or not be as shady because everything is, like, dying in the fucking desert? Yeah, apparently this tree just fucking lives. It lives out of spite. <laughs> Same. <laughs> now, as Tookie approached the tree, she thought she saw a branch rustle. She hadn't seen Lizzie in almost six weeks. Six weeks. Which was a little strange. Sure, Lizzie kept an erratic schedule. Not going to school, disappearing at night, but six weeks was an awfully long absence. Tookie was worried about her. So she's a bat. Yes. <laughs> then Tookie spotted a shock of red hair. A figure peered down from a high branch. Lizzie! Tookie cried out. Her heart lifted. The girl darted down the makeshift ladder that hung from the tree cottage, grabbed Tookie's hand, and pulled her upward. Jesus Christ! How fucking... How is she on the ladder but pulling up a whole-ass person? She's strong. When they reached the top, the girls extended their palms out, pointed to the sky with both hands, sniffed each armpit, and then curtsied. This was their silent expression Sorry, of what? their secret greeting. What's up, hot queen? Sniffed each other's armpit? Sniffed each other's armpit. No! I need to... I need to process that for a couple more seconds. Saya, you're one of my best friends. I love you, but never sniff my armpit unless I ask you to no. for some weird reason. No! You don't just do that. Even if it is a some weird handshake? I honestly don't... I've never been so close to another human being in my life, like, relationship-wise, friendship-wise. I've told you to sniff me before, but that's because I've had, like, on some sort of perfume yeah, or whatever, but, but that's it. Yeah, but it's not in your armpit. Not my armpit. 
Not even when I'm like, you know, cuddling in my like, you know. Let me get a sniff of that armpit. Like, let me, <laughs> let me get a sniff of that armpit, babe. <laughs> <laughs> It smells like sweat. I'm just like not laying there like, oh, is that Old Spice you just bear stick, claw? You, you just stick your nose up in their hairy armpit. I mean, I will if I'm being stupid, but you know, it's not something I do a lot. We have to remember. I mean, you've stuck your finger up someone's nose before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just feel like it's worse because my MO is military men, so it's not like they always have, you know, the most ability to shower because yeah. they're in There's the, just sand up in their armpits. You know... Sand, seawater, depending on where they're from. You know, in all honesty, I'm like... If it's Air Force, they have a bird up in there somehow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, they all get the nice shit. <laughs> <laughs> they actually get they actually shave their armpits and it looks all fancy and mm-hmm. nice. <laughs> it it's really it's it's really the army and mostly the marines that you have to look out for. Oh god. Because I don't know what's wrong with marines, but they just, you know, kind of live in in like moldy leaky barracks. <laughs> It's pretty gross. You're not supposed to drink the water at Camp Lejeune, kids. Oh. Ooh. Is anyone with you? Lizzie whispered, her left hand twitching. Tookie snorted. Is anyone ever? You know you're always safe with a forget-a-girl. Oh my god, Tookie, shut the fuck up. I hate it when you say that. Stop it. Tookie shrugged, just stating the truth. Lizzie sighed. Well, I remember you as clear as this day is hot, so shut up. There we go. Someone's speaking some sense. Sort of. Kind of. Then she peeked down at the ground. There was an unhinged, terrified look in her eyes. We're not being followed, Lizzie, Tookie insisted. I swear there's no one with me or near me. Lizzie exhaled a long-held breath and flung her arms around Tookie, squeezing her hard. I've missed you so much. Me too, Tookie said, feeling both grateful Lizzie was back and frustrated that she had been gone in the first place. She pulled away and stared at her friend. Lizzie's skin was oddly smooth, nothing like its normal, acne-prone, puck-marked, sunburnt state. She wore a blue hospital gown tied at the back and a pair of Dr. Scrubs pants. And that bagged at the ankles, Chavera County Hospital was stitched on the gown. This always happened when Lizzie returned after a long period away. So tell me everything, Lizzie flopped down on her mattress. What have I missed? Tookie shyly reached into the pocket of her shorts, which were now quite sweaty from the humid walk, and pulled out the button pook <laughs> I found this today Lizzie stared at it carefully is it one of his Tookie nodded she told Lizzie about Theophilus countless times before describing him in great detail down to his vote for love pin and he spoke to me too she filled Lizzie in except for the part about how Zepressa had swooped in and ruined everything Lizzie ran her fingers over the dental dented metal Look at how the letters have worn out, have worn off to spell your name. It's a sign. They didn't really spell out her name. They just spelled Took. <laughs> There's no I in there. <laughs> it gets funnier every time you read it. Tookie loved that Lizzie got her so quickly. No one else did. Yes, but then she appeared. Zarpressa. 
Lizzie guessed. Yup, Tookie groaned. That girl is everyth has everything. Gorgeousness, money, Theophilus. Every time Sarpessa touches my Theophilus, it digs at my heart. Whoa! Yo, whoa! Whoa! What? Whoa! Um, you whoa. need to chill! You... Theophilus barely knows you exist. He doesn't really know you. No, you kind of only fell down in front of him and he's like an, an actual decent guy. And then you talk to him one other time that day. And you also dug for his pin in the trash can and he commented on it. You barely have exchanged like a full paragraph of words with each other. Yeah. And it sounds like Theophilus and Sarpessa are actually dating. Yes, they are. Tookie, you need to calm the fuck down. She sounds very, um... She sounds very a yandere. Mm-hmm. And maybe neckbeardy. <laughs> yeah. Legbeardy. Legbeardy. <laughs> a conflicted look crossed Lizzie's face, and then she smiled. Actually, your heart's not the only things our Pessa's digging. What? What are you talking about, Tookie prodded. Lizzie raised her eyebrows. Come on, I'll show you. She grabbed Tookie's hand and the girls climbed down the ladder, still holding hands. It was awkward. Lizzie pulled Tookie along a series of streets until they arrived at Juan's... Juan's Horge. <laughs> Juan Jorge's. Juan Jorge's. <laughs> I can't pronounce that. Juan, Juan Jorge's, the only fancy restaurant in Peppertown, which catered to the Quadrant's politicians. What are we doing here? T Tookie whispered. Shh, Lizzie whispered. She led Tookie to a dumpster at the back of the restaurant. It's lid open, the lock broken. Why the fuck is dumpster capitalized? I have no idea. <laughs> is this a name? Yes, the dumpster is named Dumpster. <laughs> Tookie looked at Lizzie. Lizzie, are you hungry? Do you need food? Lizzie usually dumpster dove, even though Tookie tried to provide her with as much food as she could. But Lizzie shook her head. Look, a group of shabby people stood around the dumpster. Some of them wore masks. The tallest man wore a gas mask. A shorter woman wore a tribal mask. And what looked like a girl, Tookie's age, had on a tattered comedy tragedy mask. The girl carried a familiar yellow dream bag in the crook of her elbow. Tookie frowned. The woman in the tribal mask pushed in the front in the front of the rest and grabbed handfuls of untouched fish fillets, half-drained bottles of wine, and loaves of day-old tres, tres holy bread. Zar, baby, I'm so sorry. You don't deserve this. Take the sea bass. It's still warm. Ew. Zar, Tookie whispered. Lizzie nodded fever feverishly, trying not to twitch. The woman pulled more items out of the dumpster. Zar, baby, here's some sparkling apple cider that's still cold. Take it, honey, please. The girl in the masquerade mask dropped the bottle into her dream bag. The same gold glitter that adorned Theophilus's presidential posters dotted her fingers. Could it really be Sarpessa under there? B3 Sarpessa? The stunning wealthy girlfriend of Theophilus Lovelaces? Tookie turned to Lizzie, but Sarpessa is an heir to the Zar... Oh, God. Zaron... How do I fuck? Zoriano? Zoriano Peanut Empire. I just saw an ad for the pe their peanut oil in the paper. Lizzie shrugged. I guess they lost their fortune. How? If there's an ad in the paper... Doesn't make sense! Maybe it'll make sense in a few paragraphs. I don't know. Uh, probably not. Just then, the mask girl's head shot up. The dark eye holes in her mask aimed straight at Tookie and Lizzie. They both ducked, but not quite in time. 
Zarpessa's shoulders stiffened. The cider bottle fell out of her dream bag, shattering on the ground. How big is this bag? Massive. <laughs> it's bigger than Jenna's vagina. <laughs> what? Oh my God. Lizzie cried. They bolted away from the restaurant and sprinted through the sweltering Peppertown streets. Once they were safely out of out of range, Tookie stopped and bent out of breath. Do you think she saw us? I don't know, Lizzie answered. I can't believe it, Tookie shook her head. How long do you think she's been digging through trash? I think it's been years, Lizzie said. She just made this mistake of crossing over into my territory. At the used clothes dump super early this morning, I got into a tussle with her over a killer dress. It was deep yellow and it made and it was made with this crazy shimmery fabric. Man, I could have snuck in some serious black tie blowouts, blowouts in that thing. Wow. But Miss Arpessa, she won the tug of war. I guess she wanted it more, so I threw some matching yellow shoes at her. Her shameless butt scooped um right up and didn't utter a thank you. Wow, Tookie whispered. She's living one big fat lie. One big fat homeless lie and Suddenly, mid-sentence, Lizzie's expression changed, clouding and contouring, contorting into a look Tookie knew all too well. Something else had to overtaken Lizzie's mind. Her body twitched. The muscles in her face stretched and contracted. She glared blankly into Tookie's eyes. Tell them to stop, Lizzie pleaded in a strange, garbled voice. They always say it won't hurt, but it does. What? 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 Lizzie, come back, Tookie urged, grabbing Lizzie by her shoulders and shaking her. I can't take it when they hurt me, but when they hurt Robin, I feel it more. Robin again? Lizzie, who is Robin? I feel like we're getting into some shit, but I don't know when it's going to come back. Lizzie casually rolled up her sleeve and took, and Tookie's gaze fell to her friend's bare arm. Trigger warning, self-harm! Three inflamed red, red marks marred the crook of her elbow right at the center. A burn scar traversed her bicep. A larger patch of seared skin bubbled on the inside of her wrist. The burn looked fresh. Tookie winced. Then Lizzie began to search the ground. Lizzie, don't, Tookie said, knowing what was coming next. Nah, seriously, guys, trigger warning. Where the fuck did this come Seriously, from? trigger warning! Self-harm! This honestly just came out of nowhere. We're only on page 32. What the fuck? Lizzie ignored Tookie and continued her search, finally locating a sharp rock. She picked it up and then brought the, its jagged edge down on her and her arm near her wrist. Blood flowed from the fresh slice in her skin. Tookie grabbed her arm. Stop it. Why do you do that? That's a sharp ass rock. That's a very sharp rock. Holy shit. Also, what the shit, Tyra Banks? Seriously, page 32. And I know, you, get you just this? pull this shit out. You just pull this on us? Without any, like, real lead up? Lizzie lowered her eyes. Her face was a ballet of twitching and wincing. Because it hurts so much that, and I feel better when I do it, she said desperately. Tears came to Tookie's eyes. She felt helpless seeing her best friend so tormented. Lizzie, what hurts so much? You can tell me, Tookie begged. I can handle it, and you know I'm not going anywhere, ever. You know you can trust me. Does it have something to do with that place? She pointed up to the embroidery on Lizzie's gown. Shavera County Hospital. She both wanted to know the answer and feared it. It's better that you don't know, Lizzie whispered. Tookie took a step back. The Melancholy Award, she thought. <laughs> the Melancholy Award? <laughs> yeah. That had to be where Lizzie had gone. That was surely where she'd always went. 
Officials probably repeatedly hunted down the paranoid orphan, orphan girl and dragged her off to the infamous mental ward in Shavera County Hospital, since she was too unstable to work in a factory. People in Metopia whispered that the staff at Melancholia ignored the atrocities that went on between the patients. Some said it was worse than the Shavera prison, which housed Metopia's deadliest criminals. There was never any way Tookie could look for Lizzie in, in Melancholia either. The Shavera Hospital kept an, no records, as though it didn't exist. What? Hmm. Okay. Okay. We're leaving that alone? I don't know if we'll ever come back to that. No. During the five years they had been friends, Lizzie had taught Tookie many things not to be afraid of to spelunk in the hidden Peppertown Caves, which offered a stunning view of the undiscovered Peppertown Platinum Mine. Wait, there's an undiscovered Peppertown Platinum Mine? I, I guess so. There's an undiscovered town. There's an undiscovered Peppertown Platinum Mine. How to sneak into the ritzy, no tourist allowed areas of Ladorno, which, without getting caught, it's all about attitude, Lizzie had said, donning a hand-me-up dress from Tookie's closet. And what, and what with Tookie's strange spills and writing but never-ending letters habit and Lizzie's screams and paranoia, it was like they were the only two happily crazed screwballs in a sea of sanity. Um, That's not something to be proud of. Not really, but those two things are very different from each other. Yeah. Um, Lizzie needs help. Tookie, you also need help, but in a different way. Yeah. You both need help, but your levels of crazy, or we're not going to call it crazy, your levels of mental instability are both uh, different and... Worrying. Especially for 15-year-olds. Yeah. It's not some... Again, this kind of... This leads me to a topic that I very much remember from, like, middle school, high school era, where for a while it really felt like that... Okay, I'm just going to put this in here. I'm just going to, I know, I know I sometimes put in trigger warnings for certain things, but I do want to put in a trigger warning for, like, uh, again, just talking about, like, kind of mental health in a way, but, like, I know we've talked about it before, but this is, like, a different type of talking about it. This is, um, I swear there was a time where it felt like people self-diagnosed themselves to be, like, popular. You know... I actually just talked about that at my therapist on Wednesday. Uh-huh. And uh, I've related it more to specifically um, the diagnoses that uh, getting COVID would give you psychiatric disorders like schizophrenia or psychosis. But what I mean is, like, there was a time where I swear, like, so many people said that they had X, Y, and Z. And it just felt like... And this was more of a prominent thing online than, like, Tumblr, Tumblr too. Mm-hmm. Where all these people said that they had, like, like depression or something very extreme. And it kind of felt like they were just saying it for clout versus actually having it. Makes me think about someone else that we know, whose name I'll probably have to bleep out if we say it. But uh, I bring this up because it's, like, in high school, I knew this one gal who said, who, like, I knew this one gal who she did practice, she did do self-harm to herself, but she, like, 
never tried to hide it. Yeah. And I knew another person who did self-harm to herself, but she hid it. And I'm like, both are concerning, but there's like, it's, I, I don't know how to really explain it. It's like one person's doing the attention seeking and then one person's like, they're suffering. There are some people where it's like, I don't know that they've done this to themselves unless I found out on my own or they have told me. Yeah. While with some where it's just they blatantly have it on display for everyone to see. Even if it's been years later, I I had a friend from high school who I'm still friends with that you don't know. Um, I never knew she self-harmed in high school and she was one of my closest friends in high school. But she didn't tell me until we were well into adulthood. Yeah, and there are some people that I know now, it's like you can see scars from when they had self-harm, but they have, like, stuff like tattoos and stuff covering it up. So, you know, there's, like, an amount of healing that's going on. But I think the only time where I've heard of, like, someone actually self-diagnosing themselves in a weird way was, like, from my psychology class, actually, Mm -hmm. where when they were going over, like, um, I can't remember what the symptoms were for, but it's, like, this one girl realized, like, I have this mental disorder because the trees talk to me. I think it might have been, like, schizophrenia. That's fair. Yeah, it might have been schizophrenia. It's, like, when they were going over the symptoms, she was, like, wait. This sounds like what I've been going through. And I think, like, she had the idea of it, and she might have gone to get a proper diagnosis, but she was, like, the trees talked to me, and she had been drinking to, like, get them to stop. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, a whole snowball thing from there, but that was, like, a story that I had heard from my psychology teacher. He never said who the student was. I'm assuming it was, like, either someone from... X, Y, and Z, but that was a thing there. Um, I also want to, like, bring up the fact that, again, this book is for young adults, and we're already bringing up, again, page 32, we're already bringing up the topic of self-harm. This is a topic that can be very relatable to someone who is, like, in this age range, but the way it's being presented isn't... It's not... I would go as far as to call it not safe. It's tactless. Mm -hmm. It's not safe. It's not... It's just, there's something about it that doesn't feel right. Try not to think about where I disappear to, Tucky, Lizzie whispered, pulling the gown sleeves back over her arm. A wistful look floated across her face. Think about Exodus instead. Sleeping on the bench every night? Tookie smiled weakly and swimming whenever we want to. Lizzie poked Tookie's thigh. The whipped cream factory we could build for you right on the shore. Let's not do that. So we'd be in the dreaded factory business, huh? Tookie said playfully. Grow what we know. Build a grilled cheese dipped in strawberry jelly factory for you. Grilled cheese dipped in strawberry jelly was Lizzie's absolute favorite food. Tookie snuck Lizzie's sandwiches whenever she got the chance. And we'd own the factories, not just work in them, Lizzie added. Our workers would be part owners, too, and we'd treat them with respect, not like the workers are treated here. Doesn't that sound like a pyramid scheme? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. And Theophilus would be our mayor, Tookie swooned. Tookie, just shut the fuck up. Leave him alone. 
Factories don't have mirrors. No. No. And we'd give our leftover lunches to Sarpessa as she waited outside every night in the cold ocean air for our staff scraps. Lizzie said with a devilish grin. Now you're making fun of someone for being homeless? Yeah. That's shitty. I get she's a bitch, but... I mean, she hasn't even really done anything that bitchy other than... And talking bitchy and... Actually, no. No, she's no. pretty... And has the guy that Tookie likes. That's all I can come up with. Yeah, she hasn't really done anything. No. Maybe she's said something to Tookie that may have been rude. I say rude shit to you all the time. True, but we're friends. Fair enough. They're not friends. I don't give a fuck. I know. But context matters, I It does. I mean, I too would feel threatened by Zarpessa if I looked like an antelope. <laughs> what, are you afraid that Zarpessa's gonna come by and, like, just chomp into your neck because she's so hungry? Just chomp! I can see why Theophilus would not want to date some sort of antelope-human hybrid. <laughs> He's probably like, um, what the fuck is that? Her hair just hides her horns. <laughs> it's like sweet tooth, but in all the wrong ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And there will be no sharp objects anywhere near our factories. Tookie said strongly, forcing Lizzie to look her into her eyes. Right? Lizzie locked eyes with Tookie and then looked down and rubbed her arm. Right, she said. Okay, so when? Okay, I hate to interrupt you here, but like, factories always have sharp things in them. They do, but I'm just, I'm just rolling right out of the gates with this one because there is no way to make this sound better than it actually is. Do it. Um, is she just like creating a pool of blood on the floor? Probably. Well, I think it's like soaking up into her sleeve at this point. Uh, yeah, I know, but it'd still be coming out. It's dripping down, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, that was bad. It's okay. Tookie looked off into the distance and her mind flashed with the memories of what she and Lizzie had talked about so many times, leaving Metopia together forever. Who knew where they'd go? Who knew how they'd get there? But they'd figure it out. They'd be two forget-a-girl peas in a pod. They'd call it their exodus plan. Their code for... Their code, their secret code for it was XO2. Tookie would write this symbol on the front door of her home, and when it was time, when it was time to go. Why? Is it a metaphor? I guess. It's a bad one. Very. <laughs> I don't know, Lizzie. I don't think I'm ready. Tookie had never been out of Metopia. How could she live in a tree and scavenge for food as Lizzie did? She didn't even know how to run a fucking business. <laughs> let alone build one of course you're ready lizzie said you're stronger than you think is she though no tookie looked away she didn't really believe that then lizzie scanned the alleyway probably looking for pursuers again it was empty lizzie i think you have a little bit too much faith in tookie i think so too tookie touched lizzie's shoulder lizzie if i go away with you will you tell me the truth about what happened to you 
Her gaze fell to Lizzie's arm, the hospital sleeve now concealing the burns. She thought about how she both wanted and didn't want to know this dark secret of Lizzie's. Lizzie's lips parted. She blinked silently for a moment, thinking, thinking, running her fingers slowly along her forearm. No, they'll kill you if I tell you. Wait, if your guys are leaving, then how can they find out if you told her? What? Uh, secret experimentation? You have to trust me. She then shuddered and wheeled around. I have to go. Wait, does she suddenly have wheels like that one raccoon in, <laughs> Sorry. in um, the, the raccoon character that we have in Overcooked? <laughs> Whee! <laughs> I have to go. We're getting close. But I just got here, Lizzie, and you've been gone for so long. Don't go yet, Tookie pleaded. Where are you going? Do you need water or more clothes? I can steal some blankets from my house. You know how she gets rid of that stuff, stuff that's hardly been used? I'll be okay. I'll wait for you to be ready, Tookie. And I know you will be soon. Exodus. Think about it. For real this time. I love you, Tookie. Giving Tookie a hurried wave, Lizzie quickly ran down the hot pepper town sidewalk. Tookie's eyes tracked Lizzie as far as she could go could see. Her last view of her troubled friend was of, was of Lizzie stooping to pick something up from the ground. Tookie shut her eyes, devastated when she realized what it was. Another sharp rock. Well, Jesus Christ, how far away is she? Like 30 feet. <laughs> her fucking antelope eyes. Um, so... I'm so confused. That was just chapter two. That felt like so much to fucking unpack. That felt like so much. That felt like a trauma dump. It felt like someone just trauma dumped all over me and it wasn't great. <laughs> it felt awful. Welcome me once more In dreams I see them now 